Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 167, not featuring anyone named Devin. Last time I made a joke like this, it was Kevin. This time it's Devin. It's a different joke. I'm your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin, joined by... Hi, I'm Blue Rider, and I'm not Devin. Hi, I'm James, and I can't think of a joke. <laughs> and I'm John. I am not Kevin. Well, everyone who isn't is accounted for, which is always good to have. How you guys doing? How's 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 life? How's video games? Video games They're... is good, actually. Video games uh, is my life. Uh, that's a thing. controversial opinion yeah, these I don't days, know. Blue. I gotta There's say. Some... I don't know. The video <laughs> games have been a little rough sometimes, you know? <laughs> this just in, Blue says there are no bad video games for any reason. <gasps> That's true. Lord of the Rings Gollum is perfect. <laughs> Especially the proofreading. <laughs> oh no! Is there? Well, that's I how I heard so... about the proofreading. <laughs> that's how oh, it. That's boy. how it got so perfect. Is because it was so well proofread. It's so oh, by no. good, good it's friend. gonna get an Oscar. Transcending I... mediums. Yeah. Editor emeritus Paul Franzen, who did the perfect proofreading on the video game Gollum. Um, but we're not gonna talk about the video game Gollum anymore because unless I am about to be incredibly surprised, none of us have played it. I will play it. It's in my rental queue from Gamefly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pay for that damn game. <laughs> I didn't know Gamefly was still a thing. It's the wow. best deal this year for this year because there's so many good games coming out. <laughs> wow. All right. Neat. Well, I tell you what we are going to talk about today. Not Zelda. Now you may be asking, and why this part, not Zelda? This is the part where I just leave the Discord call and the podcast all together? <laughs> the answer is that I, Joseph Martin, have not had a chance to play Zelda, and I don't want anyone to talk about it until I do. That's fair. Also, I think we should, no one's finished Zelda, and I want to I want to devote like a whole podcast bit to it. That is like, true. Really I, take down the whole thing. And I have, so I have sixty-five hours we'll, into it right now, and I will just talk got past about halfway it. point. <laughs> we'll talk about it for like three podcasts, unless we're very intentional about it. So I'm just gonna let you know right now. Um, but I uh, don't worry. I have a topic that is just as important because, guys, the London arc is over. I am uh... once again back in the united states which means it's time to create a new arc of the game cola podcast and i will be accepting pitches at this time go it's happy pride month arc that's one i appreciate month. the energy well, blue last very one good episode. energy you have a one episode arc, and uh, that was gonna be my main my main I'm, i've got two main criticisms <laughs> one being yes the fact that this would be an arc that only lasts one episode um, the other being that I would rather not say that, okay, now we're done with we're saying done. anything positive about this subject. We did it for one episode. Well, it, can, it can be an so. annual thing. It can be a tradition. <laughs> and it's only what one a, episode. What a wonderful and unique idea. Time, <laughs> what a I'm stalling for you. You're welcome. Paying special attention. Uh, if only anyone else had ever thought of an idea like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I can, I can, uh, I could personally vouch for the for the James Cola arc, because uh, now I'm I'm I've written 
I'm writing an article for the actual internet website, which I haven't done for six years. Wait, so if I write an article, will I have to change my name? Yes. Is it really an article, or can it be more qualified as a novella? A novella? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would need to check the uh, the word count requirements for that, but... Um, <laughs> I will... Possibly. I will... We can check in on James's article in a little bit, but I will say, James, <laughs> the pitch that you are making right now, I think, would require you to write as a landmark an article every month for the entire arc. <laughs> and for the next year. Right, well, then, then, the, then the arc would only last for one episode as well. <laughs> All right. See, this is a fundamental problem. Maybe okay. I should clarify. <laughs> Arc or resolution? I suggest. I suggest this be the year we actually record while being in the same room together. Me and you, James. Starting off, since we're in the same state, Ooh, <laughs> yes, we should. We and, have not done and that. And actually, yet. you know what? Hang on, bringing it back for the James Cola arc pitch. Uh, we can bring back more of me and also John, but also potentially just me if we want to do like a, an easier to edit single person. Video content, because I have a couple <laughs> okay. ideas for YouTube Again, stuff. I have no problem with the content that you guys are suggesting. But this is not an arc that you are pitching. This is an idea, a singular contained idea that you are mm. pitching. I'm just throwing out all the game color related ideas I've had so far. So Right. <laughs> you, you need to okay, let's let's roll it back. Let's roll it back a bit. Because remember, the London arc. I, Joseph Martin, moved to a new country on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean just to give the Game Cola podcast a cool arc for no other reason. And I need the same kind of energy and commitment from you guys for this next arc. And it also needs to last more than one month. Oh, the paint arc. I will paint myself blue for months. <laughs> Again, this is a time. podcast, Blue. <laughs> I, that was an easy out. <laughs> you couldn't tell. prove I mean, that granted, I we couldn't tell you were in London for the for the uh, for the bless <laughs> arc. Also so true. You didn't just start speaking in like yeah, British you could have been in. You could have been in Alaska the whole time. You could have just lied to us. Why else would Jetty have kept having the opportunity to make fun of me for saying holiday instead of vacation? <laughs> the same reason we make fun of Paul for saying Mario instead of Mario. <laughs> mm, this is true. No, so it's it's not Mario. I will I will I want to make fun of Paul on correct terms. It's Mario. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what Paul says. Mario. There's no why. I know there's no why. It's even more confusing. Paul shouldn't say. Well, it. let's see. Well, not it's not it doesn't start yet, but after next semester I'll be graduating college. The graduation arc. You hear Again. that? The next, the next, no, the next arc is that James commits to actually finishing college. <laughs> <laughs> that is the post-college arc, <laughs> aka the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the problem with the so now we're on the other side. The arc also needs to end at some point. Right? It's an arc. I see. And I see. Unless James has some interesting education ideas, I don't think he is going to stop. Having graduated college. Okay, but but Joe, what if you had never come back from the UK? Right, but I could have at any point, right? Oh, I see. The final arc can be the final arc, 
but it I mean, can't I be might the final arc to by definition. At some point. Right? Joe, I, ha- you can't I, I have to ask. college. Joe, I have to ask. You've been calling it an arc this whole time, but in terms of mm-hmm. storytelling, an arc implies that there was some sort of character developments since the beginning. Yeah, and now yeah. sort of. So, Joe, can you please elaborate? What has been your character development? Please this explain arc? in full detail, excluding your physical situation. <laughs> I've already made this abundantly clear. I say holiday now instead of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So I don't know what else, is, what, really what, you want? what else do you want? What else do you want? Making fun of Joe for his manner, for his sayings. All right, we have thirty more seconds before <laughs> I'm killing this bit. So you've got your final opportunity to make suggestions. Oh, uh, I love this podcast. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, the, the arc is that we actually play some video games. Dot com arc because we can. There's the potential that one day we will buy the domain, GameCola.com. Okay, so your pitch is that our, this is the arc where we attempt to figure out how to buy GameCola.com. Yeah. And that consists right. of, that of earning some actual ad revenue on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. But see, John, how can we do that if we're not going to talk about Tears of the Kingdom this podcast? <laughs> you mentioned it. Stop it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we've been doing this bit for like 10 minutes, so I'm going to kill it now. Uh, so Game Cola listeners, uh, anyone listening to the podcast, of the arcs that were suggested, pick your favorite. Tell us what arc we should do. If you have any suggestions for arcs that are actually arcs, the bar is very low <laughs> for you to make a better suggestion. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, but now... I clapped. I don't know if you could hear it, but I clapped. Um, now, it is time to talk about video games. There are a few things we can talk about the Game Cola podcast. One topic is Game Cola itself, which is why we could talk about ARCs. Um, <laughs> the other topic is video games. I had an idea for a video game-related topic because I read the article that James will be posting soon. DM. It is about, I think you've mentioned this, it's not a spoiler to yeah. say that it is about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm-hmm. And I read that article, and in that article contained a piece of information that is not a spoiler, so we can have a discussion about it. You mentioned that in the side quests in the game Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is a JRPG uh, style where you fight in battles and you gain experience points, but if you gain experience points in side quests, they are not automatically added to your character's level. You get to do that manually. You get to decide. Yes. I'm glad you that said that. That was an interesting because, thing to me. I'm glad you said that because if I played the game, it would take me forever to find figure that out. Yeah. Well, they tell you about it. <laughs> I was thinking, right? Because like, here's the the thing about RPGs. A lot of the time is like figuring out how to do leveling in a modern sense can be tricky because you don't want to make it feel like it's taking a long time. But at the same time, right? If the optimal strategy is just to grind over and over again, that can be frustrating. Also. It can be weird to have characters leave and join the party as part of the story because then levels get unbalanced and it's like, do you spend the extra time to try to rebalance everything or you do this, you do that? What do you do if you want, if you have a rotating party, if you take something out, oh no, now they're not up to level. So you got to figure out, well, then you just keep using the same characters because they're at the appropriate level. My pitch, I wanted to see what you guys felt about this. How would you feel about a video game, an RPG, where you never just gain experience points from a battle automatically to your characters it is always put into some sort of 
storage, whether that be an item or just a point system that tallies up that you can then later spend either you could say at any point or maybe at certain predetermined locations to level up characters specifically however you want. I'm pretty sure there are games that already do that. That was going to be a follow-up question. Do you know of any? Uh, Final Fantasy X? Well, but but you also just straight earn experience from battles and level up, and your stats go up as a result as a direct result of that. So it's not mm. it's not entirely yeah because even in Xenoblade, like it's exp from battles goes directly to your characters, but exp from basically any other source, and that and that also includes uh, exploring the the world in addition to just side content. That's really that's a really interesting question. Honestly, if you did that for all EXP, full stop. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any games that I, I can't do that. think of any, but I feel like I have played them. It it seems like a pretty straightforward and actually relatively sensible way of doing get, things. It can also get confusing between other level up systems, like I I just suggested Final Fantasy X. Knights uh, of the Republic can get can be a little bit confusing that way because like everyone in your party gets experience points like at the same time Mm -hmm. and like so does everyone who's not in your party which is very weird it's like everyone just levels up with you Hmm. right so that's why i was saying that like take it as like an you you treat it as like an item right so it's not like maybe you don't even call it experience right it's some item that you get for completing battles that you can then spend to level up characters uh, as you wish, thus, like, the idea being that you kind of remove the idea of, like, how is this character getting stronger without them actually participating? And it's like, well, the experience is no longer meant to represent within the narrative you getting stronger through experience in combat, right? Because, like, that's the idea of why it is called experience. Mm-hmm. So you reframe it, but still have the same underlying mechanic and keep it intentional, but the yeah. the question would be then like will that make battles feel more slow because right you won't you don't ever get the like oh i just completed this battle and now i'm leveling up it's always something that you decide to do i don't know if that's like cuz so much of the rpg especially the jrpg but any sort of rpg where you've got like experience from fights is based on this really honed like number go up mindset (laughs) and i worry that messing with it at all will just fundamentally break it because on the surface it's actually doesn't seem that entertaining so if you if you mess with it too much i feel like it'll all come crashing down because to a certain extent i don't understand how it is actually appealing i mean it definitely is i'm not criticizing it because i am deeply involved with it in many games that i play but (laughs) I don't know how it works, and I'm worried about breaking it completely. <laughs> it's very. I mean, well, obviously, if, if you change too much about it, I feel like you could definitely risk like removing the intrinsic, even if unexplainable, uh, interest in it. And I mean, to some extent, I mean, even if you look back at older RPGs like the original Dragon Warrior on NES, a lot of people would look at that and say that. Man, how did how did anyone ever find this enjoyable? Because it, it just nowadays looks like just a complete grind fest. And 
it's really interesting to see how, in some ways, things have changed, and they've also stayed the same in a lot of ways. Like, is it, like, there's less grinding, because we've kind of gotten a little bit smarter about how we design these level, you know, big number go up systems in games, but... I don't know. It's really interesting as well because the way that Xenoblade does it, I've always thought of as more of a balancing system rather than a way to try and shift the paradigm, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. That's why I kind of wanted to present it in a different context because I feel like it is inspired... The question was inspired by the way you described how certain things worked in Xenoblade, but I don't think Xenoblade is really doing what I am suggesting here. I want to also say that my... I feel like my fears are not unfounded because you can definitely un-RPG your RPG. Case in point, <laughs> Paper Mario Sticker Star. Oh, <laughs> like, gosh. That is, that is, you know those memes where it's like, screw you, un-blanks your blank? Yeah. It's like, Paper Mario Sticker Star is definitely like, screw you, un-RPGs your RPG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Paper Mario Sticker Star is just an example of how to fundamentally make lots of very bad game design decisions to be perfectly on like it's not even just un rpgs your rpg it's just unfunds your video game really in, well in yeah i i i definitely get that it's it's also just like to a certain extent i can appreciate like the the initial idea of like hey let's challenge the paradigm of like what makes an rpg an rpg right I think, though, that what they came up with should have been a, hmm, this was an interesting prototype, but we should not continue with it. We should try again yeah. <laughs> with something else. And instead, they stuck with it. Not a unique quality among video games. I would say I have enjoyed the Mega Man Zero series, but the first two games are definitely prototypes that then they turned into video games. And yeah. they didn't really nail it until the third one. Something... I just kind of thought about um, since we were since we're talking about the Paper Mario series, actually, this whole um, what if we just kind of pooled all of your experience in sort of this floating little cloud that you can pull from at any time? It, it kind of makes me wonder. Um, you know, EXP again is numbers that kind of go up a lot. You know, the amount of EXP you need for each level goes up and up and up, and it kind of makes me wonder if such a a system we could kind of change uh, if it would potentially facilitate or make possible a system kind of like the earliest Paper Mario games where the numbers are all very small, relatively speaking. Like, you're not getting 500 experience from enemies. You're gaining one or two. Mm-hmm. And so, and in that case, you know, kind of like you said, it would be more like a point system. Um, you know, thing I'm thinking along the lines of uh, this is a, a still a different system, but uh, John brought up Final Fantasy X, and I, I think of immediately when I think of that game, I think of the Sphere Grid, which I think that has relatively small numbers of points needed to unlock each thing, but like bigger abilities take more points, etc. And I think that that if you wanted to change the experience system entirely. I feel like you might just want to to make it so that you're not just upping, you know, would you be leveling up your characters in levels or would you be putting those points directly into say their individual stats, their individual abilities mm. to upgrading points about them? 
Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's no, that's a good point. Right. Like just dispense with the whole like level idea and just say like, you get these points and you just directly edit the stats instead of leveling up the character. Right. Um, I guess then the issue would be like, how do you, because a lot of the time the way characters stats increase naturally, um, just by leveling up, even in games where you can kind of augment it beyond that. Yeah. Um, those natural leveling up stats and like which ones increase more and which ones increase less serve both a gameplay but also a narrative function of describing what this character is like and how characters are different from each other, right? So like you've got a big beefy muscular guy um, and part of it is you want to have a guy, you know, it's there's an archetype of a character that does a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. But also... The fact that this character's attack goes up faster than their speed, mm, like, I see. informs you about the character. And if you're just given a blank slate for everyone, then you lose some of that yeah. in the system. And that's not depending on, you know, right, this is a system, and so you could adapt that to a narrative that yeah. would fit the system. Well, but you wouldn't just be able to apply it on like a blanket, especially if you had like a really story-driven RPG. Right. And I hate to admit it, not really. This is just a joke. But uh, many RPGs also tend to be pretty invested in their stories. I, I believe that is a very <laughs> common yeah. uh, connection made between two uh, elements of the medium. It's generally... You can, you can argue with me if you would like to. I can't. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> but I do. Not to. You know, if anybody else has other thoughts they'd like to add, go ahead. Thoughts. All right. I'm going to take that as. <laughs> that was an. I'm going to take the awkward well, silence as permission to continue. All right. Yeah. Well, I I did have a. I was going to ask oh, yeah, maybe yeah. A, an easier question to to answer. Yeah. Can you think of an RPG aside from the ones that we've already talked about that like did something with the sort of experience leveling up sort of standard formula that really stood out to you in terms of not necessarily in terms of like doing something different, but just like, even if it's like, Oh, the standard way, but implemented in like an interesting way. Like the first thing that comes to mm. mind for me is like the Mario and Luigi series where you've got this, you've got like two characters and they level up and they're Mario. They're also Mario and Luigi. So like, but like the way that they come up with like a, just a custom RPG system just for these two characters, yeah, uh, and like how that develops over the points, course of the game, which is very unique. I don't think any other <laughs> game on the planet has stash points. Well, I think I don't think any other game on the planet has <laughs> points labeled stash points, but plenty of RPGs right. have a it's a like luck the luck stat. stat. That's true. Yeah, but like interesting things about like I've read, I, I think this I'm remembering this correctly that like. The characters gain levels at different rates, like the amount of experience needed for each level is different because there are sections where you will end up playing as only one character, like one of them will get removed for the party. Uh -huh. And so they want to balance it out so that over time they trend towards being at around the same level by the end of the game with all the stuff that happens. So like that's a, but that that only works because it is a game with two characters or three characters or four characters. And so everything is very tightly maintained over the course of the game in a way that like an RPG with a bunch of side quests and a bunch of characters would be different. So that's the sort of thing that I'm talking about. If, if anybody has anything, uh, they I think would like, like I said add. before with Knights of the Republic, it's where it's like, it doesn't do the thing where like only people in your party get experience points. It's like 
it's you, the two people in your party, and then everyone else, like, in your characters that are, like, on the ship that can be in your party that are not, they also get those experience points, which is very bizarre. So it's like, you'll have, like, uh, you'll have, like, friggin' uh, Zalbar, the Wookiee, in your party for, like, half the game, and then when you finally swap them out with someone who's never been in your party, that person has to level up, like, ten, ten levels already. It's like that. That stuck out to me, and I thought was that was very convenient hmm. and not a and so that so yeah. that they were and already so basically so kept up with killed. you just because <laughs> like very easily. I liked that idea, but and but ooh. narratively, isn't that kind of awkward? Right? Like, is the idea that they were already that strong from a narrative standpoint? I will tell you the thing that this is reminding me of. This is a this is a. Uh, what do you call it? A long shot, a shot in the dark. Uh, a stretch from from downtown. Uh, Sonic Chronicles: The I Dark that game Brotherhood. For ten minutes, and I couldn't stand it. Also does this. <laughs> I I beat that game. I beat that entire video. I'm game. so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what compelled me to do it. I didn't purchase the video game. My brother did, so I could have very easily had a plenty justifiable reason to not touch this video game. But I know I played that whole video game. Um, it was, it was interesting. It was very awkward and weird. Um, we could, yeah, I I don't want to go into it. I already did my bit, but so that, I remember that being an awkward thing where like, you know, Sonic starts out at level one, Sonic and Tails or whatever, start out at level one. And then they join up with other characters who just so happen to be about as strong as they are whenever you, wherever you are in the video game. Yeah. And it's sort of like, hmm, well then wait a minute, like. These is like effectively a peer group that it's not like all new people. So like, what's do you know why the, that is? Because that was made by the same company. Combat that made ability. Nice Republic. <laughs> yeah, it's Bioware. Is that actually true? And they made kidding. Mass Effect, which I believe has the similar same wow. system. Interesting. Well, then I guess that explains why it was so evocative. And you know, um, it's. It's interesting, Joe, that you, you talk about how it's it's a little bit like, you know, from a story perspective, that's kind of weird because you're like, wait, so this person just joined my party for the first time, but they their level is roughly the same as my character's current level who I've been playing through this whole time. So does that mean that this other all these other party members have been like going on their own adventures up to this point and like fighting monsters on their own and that they've they've all just done roughly the same amount of monster fighting, etc. when they when when we all meet up at the different points and, like, in the game. I can absolutely see how that could be a justification, especially in a video game like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It's just a little weird when it's like <laughs> Cream the Rabbit. A literal child. <laughs> no skills whatsoever. I don't know saying. if Cream the Rabbit is actually a, a character. child, yeah. In, her her child this... carries her. <laughs> but like something like that, you know? And, and then maybe that's just a situation where the it, it works better in a system like that. Or, um, or it's just gameplay it, over story in that in that sense. It it brings to mind another sort of topic. We're just this is just a talk about video games podcast now. Like not any, I'm loving anything it. specific. Um. Okay. So you um think about video games, right? Where? Okay. Hang on. Hang <laughs> on. Give me a second. Think, think about video games. Um, but no. Think about the fact that when you replay a video game, right? Like that narratively. Uh, the world of that game exists just as much mm. as the other times that you played it. And there are certain things in video games that will happen certain ways 
no matter what. Like, for example, right, you might, I don't know if this is exactly how it works, but you could imagine, like, a video game, say, where you say, I got to this point and I'm level 15. And then you play again. It's like, actually, I've gotten to this point and I'm level 10 because I didn't need to level up as much because I know how to play the game better. And uh, someone enters your party and they're just the same level as whatever level you are, right? But then the implication there, if you're saying each of these is how it could have happened, that is that by virtue of you playing the game such that you only got to level 10, you affected this other character such that they would also only have as much experiences to get to level 10. Yeah, that's true. What if you just speed run your way through the game and then you would get to that character? Would they still yeah. already be level 10 or would they have to be like at level 1 where you are? I guess it right, but depends like, on the system. The idea is like the narrative of it, right? Like is this a con- like this is a consequence of you playing the game a certain way? But in the world of the video game, there is no way for your actions to have affected this character in this way, really. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I, know. I see what you mean. Yeah, the story implications like if you, don't like it's, have some weird... Yeah. Like, it's saying, like, you make a choice in a video game. Like, say there was, like, you know, you could make... You choose red or blue. And then it just so happens that this other character will always choose the opposite of what you choose. But there's no way for them to, that character within the story of the game, to know what you chose. I'm setting up a speed of light information paradox. I was going to say, we're getting into quantum entanglement here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, that's... Butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. (laughs) Like, when you think about, like, the story of what happens in a video game, right? Like, what's the story of the game? Is it just the one time that you played it? Or is it... Every single way things could have happened is the entire story. Like, you think about video games with multiple endings, for example. Sometimes, if it's like the Zero Escape games, they actually explain that the multiple endings are all part of the same thing. But also sometimes, the multiple endings are just different ways that the story can go. But then is it like, right, what is the true story, right? Is it... Sometimes it is defined as a true story, but what sometimes is canon? like this is the best path. Mm. Yeah, what is canon? Or is like the whole thing sort of canon in this you these multiverse of all the things that could have happened are all true. That's really kind of wild to think. You know, it's like well how you know, like your your entire party's <laughs> power level and levels. It's like, well, which what what group of you know, what what specific pattern of numbers is canonical for well, this RPG? Jo- well, Joe, if you would take a look with me in the Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia book and you would see the official canon Zelda timeline, <laughs> you would see that that is just complete garbage <laughs> <laughs> i think the this did because I, they I, take into account exactly what you're thinking right now <laughs> but the, really sorry we're gonna side tangent into something else now completely because like that is also weird right in the yeah. sense that like there's three timelines right there's two of them kind of i can make sense. get two i can understand right there's one you know link goes into the future and then does something in ocarina of time and then he goes back into the past, and that that future continues on its own timeline. And by going back into the past, he starts a new timeline. Yes, correct. Makes and I sense. feel like Nerdy, part of the implication is that like sometimes he goes back in time, and then goes back forward in time, and then that time that he went back in time 
before the end of the game no, can now no. just continues without him? No, 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 no. The third timeline is doesn't even make any sense. It's even more stupid than that. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> well, isn't the wait? I thought that the canon sort of explanation that they had was just like it's one where he dies. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the stupid could, one. <laughs> that's the really it, stupid. Does it say that he dies or that he fails? He that was he straight up dies. <laughs> Okay. He's like if he in the bat in the battle with Ganon at the end of Ocarina of Time, he the it's the possibility that he just dies at the specifically that at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> because like that's the weird thing. It's like that could happen in any video game, yeah. right? Also, it still doesn't make any sense because Ocarina of Time is not the only Zelda game that deals with time travel. <laughs> this, it makes yeah, this no is also sense. true. It makes no sense. It's like Skyward Sword has time travel. It's like I mean, but to be fair, where's, where's the to split be there? It doesn't make sort any of sense. fair. It could just be that no interesting video games happen in any of those split timelines. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could you could fill in the blanks later, but it's just it's not that they don't exist. It's just that they haven't made any video games about them yet. Mm. That, is that, that, the, is that, that the timeline where Triforce fine. Heroes takes place? <laughs> um. You don't even know yeah, what the game probably, I'm talking about. Sure. Yeah, no, I know Triforce Heroes. It's one of the ones where there's a lot of links. It's like Four Swords, but instead there's three of them. It was made to the specifically fill out Nintendo's release calendar because they had nothing going on. <laughs> I did enjoy what I played of Triforce Heroes. But anyway, that's that's a side tangent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I feel like I had a different point to to, to make with that, but... Were you gonna bring, I don't know, bring just, it back to your? Oh yeah, well yeah. That, sorry, this was the this was the point I was gonna make. Because like, do you guys ever think about like I I remember this happens a lot generally, but this is one moment that sticks out. I was watching a friend play um, uh, Horizon, the first. What's the first one? Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Uh, and there was a part where like they climb up this cliff and speak to this woman, and she's like, "Oh no, I I can't find my brother. He must be lost somewhere." And then Aloy, the main character, is like, don't worry, I'll find your brother. And then uh, they, my friend jumped off of this cliff just to you know, get back to the ground because it's a video game. But it was apparently too high, and so they jumped off and died. lost all their health and died. And it was just like imagining the universe where you climb up a cliff, you speak to this woman, it's like, my brother is missing. He's, don't worry, I'll find your brother. <laughs> then just jumps <laughs> off the cliff and dies. Oh, gosh. Open world, it's if... Like, if you want to talk about the continuity implications of like free roaming open world games where yeah, you can just like kind of Skyrim, do anything, anything, like there, you you might as well give up at that point. Cause, like <laughs> I I like again, like I die so many times in those games. It's it's like uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, where whenever or wherever you die, it just says time paradox because it's like the timeline <laughs> doesn't work if you die. It only works if you succeed. Well, yeah, that's what they did with um, Assassin's Creed too. Like that was their way of sort of lampshading. Yeah, it's like you can if you make a mistake. Yeah, you, it's a simulation. <laughs> you don't have health. You have as much. You can diverge from how things actually happened. And dying is sort of treated as, oh, you diverged too much. We have to kind of go back and start over. <laughs> you diverged right? too much by yeah. perishing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's literally like like your ancestors never killed any civilians. It's like okay, 
then how come they're still lying on the ground in the funniest ragdoll effect I've ever seen in my life? (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing, though. Like, how often, like, when games try to make those sorts of things that, you know, we sort of take for granted, like, oh, you die and you come back and you try again, and, like, try to make that part of the game. And I feel like sometimes it works, and then sometimes it's it's just, it's almost as... It's almost, it would almost be better if they just ignored it because the way that they answer it is so tropey. Like, I feel like weird time loop where you die and then come back. Like, I feel like we've done that so many times at this point that it's almost become more of a trope than just not acknowledging the fact that you die and come back to life. Uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. one game that does something really funny with that. Um, The reboot or remake of King's Quest. Uh, the whole game is being is like being told through like the protagonist's like point of view when he's older. He's like telling the story to his daughter. So if you die at like any point or like mess up any at any point in the game, it's like it like goes back to the to the older version telling the story, and and the daughter's like that doesn't make any sense, or it's like no, you're you're diverging again, or you're so, or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, or he could say like. Sorry, I you're right. That's not how it happened. I was just kidding. And then I fell off this cliff like a clutch. You what? I was like, no, no, I didn't. No, no, I'm sorry. Just joking. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. I like that. <laughs> Goodness knows it is easy to die in those early Sierra adventure games. <laughs> but yeah. So here's our new follow-up. Have you guys ever uh, died in real life and then gotten used your extra lives to solve a problem? Yeah, I collected a hundred little pictures of my own face and then it... Yes, because we all live in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> not, not that I can remember. Good talk, good talk. Um, I appreciate each of your unique takes on that joke. <laughs> oh, you're That's joking? what you brought us here for, right? <laughs> Let me see if I can, let me, hold on, let me think for a minute. Let me see if I can come up with a good uh, setup for each of you to come up with your own punchline again. <laughs> um, that'd be a great podcast, right? All right, let's, like I say, like, the, why did the yep. chicken cross the road? Blue? Sorry, uh, because it wanted to die, and that is All right. how that joke actually works. James? To get to the other side. That's what I said. John? Uh, he wanted food. Alright, vote in the comments. Who had the who had the best answer to why did the chicken cross the road? Did you know that to get to the other side is it, it means die. Oh, it was an allegory for death, really? Yeah. Right, like the other side. I, I did not I did not know that that's what that I don't meant. now Blue I have heard this before. I don't is it true? I mean Yes, or is it just something that someone realized that's after the, the fact? I <laughs> thought the joke was that it was not a joke and that it was just straightforward. <laughs> no, that's what the joke's been since the dawn of time. I had right, no but no, idea. that's what I that's that is what I have heard, but like I didn't ask the first person who told that joke. Like maybe the first person was like to tell like this is an old joke. Maybe humor was just like why did the chicken tr- cross the road? To get to the other side of the road. And then someone later was like, oh, wait, what if it was, like, the other side, like, death? And the first person was like, whoa, that's amazing. I mean, Cause, like, I any I road that a chicken's going to be crossing joke, is probably a but... farm road and therefore not very busy. So the odds yeah, of that's getting my point. across fine is very high. Yeah, like, 
the joke could be as old, much older than road, a chicken crossing a road, meaning essentially instant death, right? We're not like, playing that freeway. joke could be older than cars. I mean, we're not, we're not going to Google it because this is a podcast and that's illegal, <laughs> but I'm just saying you don't know. Like, do you, like, honestly, the three of you right now, would, do you really know for sure? No, no. but. I mean, I did. John, that's the way I, I had, I had no idea. Did I convince you that you didn't know? I, I was the only person, it seems like, that had never even thought of that possibility. John, what's your stance on it right now? I, mean, I knew that was the joke. Like, I probably didn't know it when I first heard it in, like, second grade. But I eventually understood it. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, d- my pitch is that maybe that meaning was added after roads became more dangerous. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Welcome to the Game Cola Philosophy Cast. <laughs> I need to, John. Have I have I convinced you to doubt yourself? No, I think it's just I think it's just a joke that makes sense as you get older and start learning more phrases and you put two and two together <laughs> and get a chicken. You can put two and two together and get a dead chicken. What video games <laughs> have you guys been playing in recent times? <laughs> Uh, what? We're here whoa, already? Whoa, okay, whoa, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. What, wait, we, we had to have other topics prepared Whiplash. before, before we made this a 20-minute podcast. We had a three-hour <laughs> conversation about we, Zelda. John, we've been recording me. for 45 minutes. Excuse me, hold on, excuse me, princess. <laughs> Who is the podcast commander of this podcast? <laughs> it's a lot of Zelda references of this podcast, not about Zelda. I would like an answer to my question. Who is the podcast commander of this podcast? You are. And who gets to decide <laughs> when we talk about games that we've been playing in recent times so that the podcast doesn't go over the expected time limit? I mean... To get to the other side. I got it. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the answer. Don't all of us have a say in that when we run out of topics? <laughs> don't answer... <laughs> I'm just saying that this, based on the people on the podcast and the number of people on the podcast and the amount of video games that I have heard them say that they have played in recent times, I feel like this is a good target to get somewhere between an hour and an hour and 20 minutes. If I start at like an hour, then we're, the podcast is going to be like an hour and a half, and that's too long. So... see. We're going to start talking about yeah. this now. See, see Is what everybody you don't in realize, agreement? Do we want to have a democratic vote? What, what you don't All realize, favor, say aye. Joe, is that th- hmm? this entire thing has been a ploy by John to pad the podcast out. You got an extra minute? An extra minute out of this? What? I mean, okay. We're, we're having our democratic vote. Are we moving on to video games we've been playing in recent <laughs> times? All in favor, say aye. Aye. I didn't get to share my one bit of news. Oh, what's your, oh, what go was ahead, your go one ahead, please. So if you if you did if you're in the Discord, you already know that my brief touch with insanity and infirmity of my reality. Nicolas Cage, the actor, is coming to Dead by Daylight as a playable character. I heard about that. Yes, and I think they announced something recently also was coming to Dead by Daylight. Hang on. I mean, they have they have their anniversary, awesome. so there's like a new killer and map. I think. Uh, I think they so blue. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
describe to us the implications of this uh, <sighs> bombshell that has occurred upon the gaming world. Okay, I don't know if they announced whether he's a survivor or a killer yet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All of the above, please. All of the above, please. Can we have Nicolas Cage versus Nicolas Cage? So, assuming that that hasn't been announced, because I I read leaks about it, so I think I know the answer, but I am gonna be safe about it and be like, it could go either way. And so, in the case that he is a killer, the, the implication is that the entity in Dead by Daylight just kidnaps an actor and <laughs> forces, or maybe he is willing. I don't know. It, maybe it, the maybe lore it could go either him. way as well, but it makes him go around and kill people forever. And he would literally shape shift it to anybody except Jason Voorhees for some reason. Sure. <laughs> I don't get that joke. It's because he's the only one that's not in Dead by Daylight because he oh. had his own game and he has a bunch of rights issues behind him. Well, I I just I don't <laughs> just the idea of Nicolas Cage running around and I, I don't <laughs> beating people to death. I don't. <laughs> has Nicolas Cage himself said? anything about I don't this. think so. I don't think I don't he think said he a single media. word about it. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen him like say anything about it. <laughs> Follow-up question. Do we have any reason to believe that Nicolas Cage knows that this is happening? <laughs> he, or he provided his voice talent to the trailer. I yeah. Or he, the, he, that is true. He w did Dude, he was in the trailer. And At the very least, okay. his lawyers and agents know exactly what it is, and all he knows is that he came into a recording booth and said some lines. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you can, like, a gig can be a gig, and like, when you're a, when you're an actor at that level, right? Like, I'm sure you do, like, lots of little things where it's like, you, you leave it to your manager or your agent and they just say like, "Hey, we, we oh, got you know this yeah, is gonna help pay the bills uh, for a bit. Just read these the lines. Original, and you just forget about it because you do so many of the them." The original voice actor for Wesker in Resident Evil didn't even know he was in Resident Evil until like decades later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, like, I understand that he was like present, but like he may have forgotten. Like, it may have been a footnote to his day. Like, he may have done like fifteen. Not to not to say anything negative about Death by Daylight. Like, the game is obviously a phenomenal success. I just mean in terms of like reading a trailer. Like, yeah, I mean, that might not have been the most interesting thing about his day. My also, this could have been. He could have recorded this like two years ago or something. Yeah. 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 My my conspiracy theory is they did recently announce that Dead by Daylight is going to have a movie adaptation. So what a, an easy a way to like get That's something in your game that <laughs> and, like synergize multiple projects at the same time is to get uh or Darn it, I always almost say Luke Cage because that is where he gets the cage from. 
Mr. Capilla himself. Uh, <laughs> isn't isn't that his real ass name? Co- uh, yeah, he's like Coppola, as in Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, the he director. could be. They could have been like, or I don't know how far out the movie is. So I guess maybe they haven't recorded anything yet. But like, get him to sign on to that movie and then be like, hey. I have an idea. We need a new character to add to the game. Do you want to just you're you you as a real person? You want to be in the game too? Uh, extra money. I don't know. <laughs> I will say, like I've gotten to the point, especially after trying to follow the Mega Man movie, mm-hmm. that for all intents and purposes, a movie does not exist <laughs> if nothing has been recorded or filmed for it. Like yeah, just no. if, the, mean, if someone says they're gonna make a movie, do not well, get in it. The like, age of they probably, show me footage. They probably don't even have a concept, like a story concept yeah. for the movie. Yeah. They the, just green, in this just, the age yeah. of we're, Warner we're making Brothers. this with this IP. Don't know what it is yet, but we're making it. Which I don't know why they even announced those things. To be honest, because like it basically just means next to nothing when it's this early. Yeah, well, in this, the age of Warner Brothers, where Batgirl was basically completed and then no one's ever going to be allowed to see it because they just decided not to release it, a a movie doesn't exist until I'm watching it, basically. That is how it works these days. That's a totally different subject that I don't want to waste time on a video game podcast talking about, but I'll be be more than happy to discuss it with you later. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're we're we are uh tempting John <laughs> with <laughs> discussions that he could speak endlessly on. <laughs> so now, do I have everyone's permission to begin speaking about video games that we've been playing in recent times? Do we have any objections? Does that mean I could talk about Zelda? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Objection <laughs> I already told you. We had that whole reason about how we wanted to vote, like, a whole, like, section of a podcast. We want to get it done, so we're not talking about Zelda for three podcasts. How about just an but entire podcast? the main reason is because I specifically, Joseph Martin, have not played Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and I do not want to be spoiled on it. And I'm being selfish, and that is my right as podcast Because <laughs> apparently, deciding what we talk about on the podcast is not one of those rights. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, I gotta take what I can You're get. Right. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> I also just wanted an excuse to say objection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you played a video game other than Zelda, John? Uh, let's see. Did last time I was on the podcast, it, I think I was talking about getting Gamefly. Uh, I have since committed to that, and because of that, I have played all of uh, Dead Island Two in its entirety, and then I returned it after like two weeks, and it was very fun. It was a very fun game. Probably one of the most beautiful. Uh, beautiful, like, realistic-looking games I've played in a while. It had, like, a lot of color. The lighting was very cool. The water physics, specifically, was, like, really cool. It's, like, um, there was, like... Like, the water itself, when it's, like, coming out of a jug, looks like a... Kind of looks like a bunch of gifts with, like, no solid objects. But, like, when it hits the ground, it, like, flows, like, on onto the ground, like, as, like, real water does. It, it like, just creeps along the more and more you pour off. And it expands throughout the ground. It just makes the whole floor look dark. And it doesn't, like, just, like, put on, like, a one-shader kind of thing. That looked... I was very impressed with that. 
personally. That's really neat. Here's my analogy. And then you slay zombies the whole time, and it's just a very fun game. (laughs) Dead Island is to Dead or Alive, as Colorado is to Wyoming. Can someone translate for the Canadian? I'm never 100% confident which is which when looking at them and hearing them described. And I usually get it right in the end. Well, Dead or Alive is a fighting game. And I was... Dead Island is a was, zombie game. Yeah, that... Yeah. Right. Is it... I thought Dead Island... Wait. No, de- Dead... I thought Dead or Alive was the volleyball game. That's a spin No, that was a spin-off from series. Dead or Alive. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's wait, Dead well, or now Alive. There's, okay, so volleyball. now there's a secret third state rectangle. Rectangle. That isn't Colorado or Wyoming in this mm-hmm. analogy. <laughs> Joe, a lot of this... As a lot of this assuming can be solved with a simple Wikipedia search. But it is a rule. <laughs> yeah, if you start looking up things on Wikipedia on a podcast, it becomes the most unlistenable podcast in the entire world. So how can we've done it 20,000 times? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we don't have 10 million followers. <laughs> we could have just avoided that. We would have been the most popular podcast in the universe. But we read Wikipedia once, and so now we once. have to start <laughs> over once. every single time because we lose all of our viewership. Ugh. Anyway, I got a little less confident as you kept describing water physics. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe it is the beach volleyball one. Okay, okay. That is actually kind of fair. 20% fair, but fair. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, no, that was just my one tangent on the water physics in this open, in this semi kind of open world, not really open world, uh, zombie RP, RP, action RPG. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, story was fun. Um, I like how your character just doesn't care about anything that goes on, like, whatsoever. <laughs> it's like really? some, some like, cu- couple would be, like, in complete peril. It's like, please help us! Can you take us to a shelter? And he's like, oh, man, I could totally bring you to a shelter. This is your zo- zombie survival guide ready to guide you towards shelter. It's like, dude, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, he feels like the only, like... Like the whole game is supposed to be like a cop, like a violent dark comedy esque kind of thing, but he's the only one that is has the entire comedy part. Everyone else is like maybe kind of a stereotype, but they're also kind of like a down to earth human. So it really doesn't make any sense unless you meet like some of the side like side side characters that like are just complete jokes. When the when the comedy protagonist gets put in the wrong game, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, for a game that. That's been in development hell for like ten plus years. Wow. I mean, granted, it probably only started deve- like started like actual development, like or at least this version did, probably like maybe five years ago. So basically, had the aver- average like development life cycle. But yeah, no, it was it was really a really clean experience. I only counted like maybe two glitches, and even then, they were just like really funny like ragdoll physics based glitches. <laughs> so so it's like yeah can't complain about those those are always comedy gold whenever they come up but uh yeah the ga- game was pretty linear but also had like a lot of fun side adventures um one of the most <sighs> it also it's like very gnarly like gore wise it's like you can keep punching a zombie until it's basically a skeleton wow 
and but it's like every single punch it's like there's like a piece of I don't know. I don't know how much I can go into detail on this podcast. <laughs> I think I think we're at a good limit. I think we get the idea. I'm sure there's like a 20 minute video on YouTube of someone punching a zombie on, in Dead Island 2. So have fun. But yeah, I've been played that. And the next game I'm playing was it was going to be Star Wars Jedi Survivor, but that was in high demand apparently, and I didn't get my copy next, so I got. Um, a copy of Trek to Yomi instead, which was just recently put I on. I thought you said Shrek. <laughs> which was I thought you said Shrek. <laughs> sh- that's what I thought too. Shrek to Yomi. <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> it does that tend to happen when I talk a lot. I just start mixing words. But uh, <laughs> no, you said you definitely said Trek. <laughs> my brain was broken in a very specific way. But, funny enough, that game was also just added, or at least it's going to be added this month onto PlayStation Plus, so I could just return the disc and still play the game. <laughs> nice. And then hopefully I'll get um, Jedi Survivor next. If Which not, I'll probably end up getting uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum next. <laughs> Which I just want to play just for laughs at this point. But yeah. I also beat uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, USA, the USA version on the NES, and that was a very fun game. <laughs> nice. Is joke? Is anyone going to do the joke? <laughs> <laughs> the, the I posted this on the, I think I posted this on the staff yeah. Discord, but uh, someone someone commented on one of the Super Mario Brothers 2 videos on the oh. Game Cola YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. Um, but it was, they was basically saying in Spanish, you know, actually, <laughs> this is Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did like, you know man, that this game was a rich. cultural constant? in the universe <laughs> is actually did you know that this super mario brothers 2 is actually a video game called doki doki panic uh, i laughed so hard when i that's that. funny did you know that the original version of doki doki panic wasn't supposed to be uh doki doki panic it was actually supposed to be the mario sequel did you know that, that actually <laughs> did you know that actually the video game that people thought was the original prototype of Super Mario Brothers 2 that became Doki Doki Panic that became Super Mario Brothers USA was actually actually supposed to be Doki Doki Panic originally actually it was supposed okay, to be Okay now Doki you're mocking me but I was at, but the one I just said was actually true <laughs> Well who can say who can say for sure Did you know gaming <laughs> apparently <laughs> But why did the chicken cross them? <laughs> to get the Super Mario Brothers 2 USA. <laughs> Crossed it four times. <laughs> that is probably the nerdiest joke I've ever said in my life. <laughs> that was great. Blue, quick. What video games have you been playing? Um, quickly? Okay. Uh, I played... Cr- well, no. Just, I mean, quickly start. Oh, you don't okay. have to quickly describe. <laughs> just start. Quickly. Take your time. Take your time. So there's... PS Plus has been really great because I, I there's a lot of games that I've been wanting to play for a long time, but they're super expensive. Like but Shrek to Yomi. On there, they're free, air quote, unquote. Because you pay the subscription, but you get them, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. So I tried out Ghostwire Tokyo because I remember seeing that first get um, like a trailer, and it looked right up my alley. And I've been playing that, and it very much is. 
you get to fight Umbrella holding Slender Man with magic. And it's creepy okay. and gross. First person Doctor Strange game. That's <laughs> that er Forspoken isn't first person, but I I wanna play Forspoken because I know everyone says it's bad, but people say that the best part is the combat and everything else sucked. And the only part I was interested in was the combat because it oh. looked like Doctor Strange the game. So I hope I get to try that at some point. Um, I've been playing the newest Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And, um, oh, yeah. Wait, wasn't it just in the news that's coming to PC soon? Yes. Yeah. It was today, I think. Is they that announced. sick? Is that the one that was like a launch title for the PS5? Yep. yep. Okay. Almost a launch title. It was like maybe a few months after. Like, I mean, that, like, <laughs> that's where the, the word like was doing a lot of work there. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. It's a little bit disappointing, though, because I remember Crack uh, in Time very fondly, and some stuff in it is like the tiniest bit of a downgrade. Like, the. I. I use the ratchet or the wrench throwing a lot, and it feels worse in this game. Um, that's a little bit sad, but it is still very very fun. How's the clank? If the ratchet clank isn't very also good, I mean... not quite as good as a crack in time because I really liked the Chronotron style time puzzles where you like clone yourself and go through multiple times. But mm-hmm. they change the puzzles are different now. They're still good. They're just not my favorite. Like that one was. I could play a whole, like, an entire game based around that concept. Mm. And then yeah, I remember. I rem- I I have played that game, and I remember enjoying those. Yeah, I I remember getting through all of them and being like, oh no, there's no more. I'm so sad. Mm. Uh, and then there's, I've been playing a bit of Cassette Beasts. It is... Oh, right. I think we talked about this last time you were on the podcast. Or maybe we just talked about it on the Discord. Just the Discord, I think. Right, because it was a very, um, it was a very VHS video game. (laughs) It was a very technology from a certain time period, uh, aesthetic. I, I believe that was my take. Yeah, and I can't Perhaps really... Perhaps a reductive one. Uh, I'm, I'm a young boy, so I can't really speak to the nostalgia factor of the game. So the, the everything else, though, I know is really good. Especially, like, the music is just amazing. That's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, and it does some... It's some cool innovation on Pokemon stuff. Like, type advantages like instead of doing just this type is powerful against this type and does extra damage there's like reactions like uh a fire attack will melt a plastic monster and turn it into a poison monster because burning plastic releases poisonous gas and like Hmm. you can strike a uh, like a sand monster or something, and it'll with lightning, and it'll turn to glass, and then you can use sound waves to immediately kill a glass monster. 
And this was also one where the the idea is that you like you like record the monsters in the wild and then you turn yeah. into them with your magic. Yeah, so cassette tapes device, are right? basically pokeballs, but you instead of throwing out your pokeball and having pokemon, you actually turn into them. So the I guess functionally they become sort of armor because your person does have hit points. So it's like if in Pokemon you had to defeat the opponent's Pokemon to attack the trainer directly. Like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like a lot of things. You mentioned it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but do you know what I was thinking that it was like? Can you guess, Blue? Mega Man Battle Network. Mm, no, not quite. Mm. Something a little more on the nose. I don't... That maybe you and I specifically have had many conversations about. Uh... A little hidden gem named Chaotix. Oh yeah, it, I don't that <laughs> Knuckles Chaotix. <laughs> no, oh. that is, that's oh. not quite Dang. the same. Because in Chaotic, if you like, you become the. I mean, in the aspect that you become the monster, yeah. But you have to. Yeah. When the monster goes of. away, then you attack the person that was behind it. If you do that, that while you're yes. in the battle drone, uh, you get kicked out and arrested probably for attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Yikes. you, it's a, you always have like a partner with you, so there's local co-op, and you can fuse your two monster forms together. So any two monsters in the game have like, fusions with every other one. So that's really cool, too. And are they all custom, or is there some sort of, like, automatic no, generation? It, as far there? as I'm aware, it's all custom. How many monsters are there? Um, I think there's... How many base monsters are there? I, I don't know for sure, but I think it's around, like, 120-ish. And okay. you... You can, like, evolve them, and there's also special conditions, like, if you... Uh, uh, train one more at night, it can turn into a different monster. So there, there's a lot of stuff like that that adds to the variety and is Pokemon-esque. Yeah. And I like the, I like touches like that that make it not just straightforward. Yeah, no, it definitely seems really cool. I just, I do wonder, like, you know, sort of like we were talking about before, like messing with the formula, like, I feel like the emotional connection in the sort of way that Pokemon is framed where these are like, these are like super powered pets that are also smart enough to be your friend, right? Like that's kind of the, the pitch, right? And so you can form a virtual bond with one of these creatures because it is separate from you. Whereas like in this game, you're not bonding with a particular creature you are turning into a creature which like that can be its own sort of like fantasy. i mean you, like i mean uh, we all watched ben 10 can... and mystery dungeon so like you do <laughs> go out into the wild and fight these real animal things mm -hmm. and you beat them up and record them so you can become them so you but can they... like pretend that you're sending them out i guess that's sort yeah, of like what they don't I become your friend because i've played so much pokemon Right, and like, no, but I get, it's like, I don't know, like, I think about why Pokemon 
managed to become the thing that yeah. it is now. You you are absolutely and, correct that there is. And like like I'm picturing like what do you draw fan art of right like I can think of so much Pokemon fan art where it's like a trainer hanging out with their Pokemon in a natural setting and like that is like some that is like a a a, a thing to visualize where it's like in this game and I I don't I'm not saying it's impossible I'm just having trouble wrapping my head around it properly especially because I haven't played the video game um, and maybe you can help with this it was like what is like the what is like the fantasy. Is the fantasy just limited to turning into a cool creature like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon or um, Benjamin Tenjamin or something like that? Um, or do you, can you capture some of that same essence in, uh, in a different way, in this different frame? I think my problem with answering that question clearly is that, uh, I'm too engrossed in the story to think about what specifically about the fantasy works because you end up there by accident. It's like a a back rooms thing where people keep phasing out of reality or whatever and ending up on this island mm. where time has is uh stuck in a different century or yeah. And then so everybody in this world, all the people maybe and maybe we're getting into spoiler territory so feel free to stop me. But like it sounds like everyone in the world of the game that you play is someone who has essentially been transported yeah, there. So it's everyone's not like this is been a world that exists. Into... Okay, so this it's there's not like that element of like here is a fantasy world where you would live in it. Yeah, it's it a oh how do I get like, home from here? And then Right, right. And that's a different that's less of a fantasy. Yeah. In that sense, like Isekai can be a fantasy yeah. because sometimes they don't care about getting. But back. in this specific and case, and sometimes it is awkwardly sorry just left unaddressed, like in Pokemon Legends, where your character is ostensibly a child from modern times who seems to have no qualms with like not figuring out how to get yeah, back home yeah. ever. <laughs> um, and so there you can kind of have the fantasy of like. I don't know, leaving everything behind. Like, there's part of a reason that, like, that kind of genre is, like... Like, trapped on an island is, like, a genre. It's, like, it's terrible to be away from your family, but, like, I feel like it's also fairly common to imagine, like, oh, man, what if I was all alone on a desert island? How would I live my life? What would I do? Yeah. You know, it's, like, a core... I think it's, like, a core thing in, like, why Minecraft, yeah. right? Like, that's a core tenet of Minecraft as a concept. Yeah. And, uh, of, like... Another... Yeah. Like, there's... There's also, like, horror aspects to the story, so mm. uh, that's why one of the I reasons I really like it. So I can appreciate that for other people. Would not be my jam. Yeah, it, it's got, like, slightly creepy vibes for, like, boss fights, I get. I think I can say that without that being a spoiler yeah I, I i feel like i might have an inkling of how that could go now that it is not meant to be like uh now that i understand it's not meant to be like a, oh well look at this cool world that these people live in and more of a like look at this dangerous situation these people are trying to get yeah, out of it is, it's <laughs> it's very pretty and the vibes are good and oh the art is they do they do some things i really love when media does with the art style. So I guess I, I think that makes sense and doesn't spoil it. Uh, 
it, it is, yeah. They, they made, they did a good job making the game, and I am glad I played it, and I would recommend it to other people as well. Just like Blue said at the beginning of the podcast, all video games are good. There aren't any bad ones, including Cassette Beasts. <laughs> and then there's Cassette Beasts, which is the goodest game, obviously. Because no games are bad, but some not bad games are less not bad than the others. James. <laughs> yes. What good video games have you been playing in recent times? Oh, what a wonderful question. Um, well, in addition Thank you, I came to... up with it myself. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't steal it from someone else. <laughs> um, well, let's see. In addition to the the game that shall not be named, uh, I have also been playing uh, the the DLC expansion, uh, the the side story for Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Uh, Three, hey, James. Yeah, James. James. Yes. Three No Blade Chronicles. Three, oh. Please. Three No Please. Blade Chronicles. Two. I, hear, I heard the physical pain in with his the, voice. Three No Blade Chronicles. I, I refuse to call it this. <laughs> I, w- I refuse. Just like Splatoon. Uh, you know, Splatoon and Splatoon. Uh, I, I would no. like to motion that we can only um, jokingly refer to games like this if it's stylized that way in the logos. <laughs> That's I I you know I, I, I know kinda, I agree. I'm gonna call it Three No Blade Chronicles, and you can't Would stop. Would Three No Blade Chronicles two be the fourth or sixth game? <laughs> <laughs> I no think Blade it could Chronicles be any of them, two. right? There was Final Fantasy ten too. It would just uh, be like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a se- it would be a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles three. Yeah, so it could be it. It just has to be at least the fourth game. Gotcha. Yeah. You're so smart. Um, Where does Theodore so, Blade Chronicles X fit into all of this? Oh, uh, no. Well, obviously, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Case dismissed. Yes. <laughs> Point all right, James, ignored. tell us about the, the so, Threno Blade so the story Chronicles expansion, DL3. I can't, I can't discuss it too much because uh, Blue here is still uh, very early in the Xenoblade series. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything. Technically, so am I, but, you, you know. This <laughs> true. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't want to spoil people, so I'm not going to get into the story or anything like that. Although I will comment on the fact that Nintendo just kind of shadow dropped it on us. Like, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> they dropped the trailer for it. Like, they, they didn't give any release date for it. We just saw this, like, like 20, 30 second trailer, this teaser in a Nintendo dir- at the end of them talking about the, the previous update for the DLC. And they just dropped a full 30 second teaser. No, no release date, no nothing. So we were like, oh, okay, it's probably coming out, you know, in a, in a few months. And then they just dropped this trailer on us and say, oh, yeah, by the way, it's coming out in one week. <laughs> and we're like, what? Excuse? Whoa, 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 whoa! Excuse me? Honestly, I what's kinda, going I ca- on? Honestly, hot Ex- take. Threes me. Hot take. I kind of wish Nintendo would stick with this marketing strategy for all their DLCs going forward, <laughs> instead of just having full two-minute trailers during directs for a DLC expansion pack of a game that people that people will probably already bought and and yeah. <laughs> only appeals I mean, to, to people who bought the game and <laughs> not a lot of people who are watching the direct. <laughs> 
Yeah, honestly, it's like in that in in sort of the the scarcity of it is almost kind of hype building in itself because it just it's it's like instead of just constantly pinging you know putting reminders about hey here's this thing here's more information it's like hey here's this thing we're we're only gonna give you a little bit and then out of nowhere just suddenly hey by the way it's coming out in a week here's a little bit more information oh what everybody just kind of was scrambling um speedrunner Anel uh who's like just a really really big uh speedrunner in the Xenoblade uh series um wow an entire L yeah <laughs> yes and I and I misspoke there I said he's a speedrunner in the Xenoblade series not of the Xenoblade series <laughs> he's in, <laughs> he's a speedrunner in the world of, of the Xenoblade series uh, there is a person who just runs everywhere yeah, very fast yes. he's like he's like the postman in the N64 Zelda game <laughs> um no, he um he when the trailer dropped, he just put up uh he just started live streaming because normally he does breakdowns and analyses of the trailers and this just came out and caught everybody by surprise. So he just kind of made a surprise live stream just going, "Uh, okay, what's going on?" <laughs> and it was really <laughs> funny. But anyway, um d- d- on the topic of the the game, the story expansion itself, the the Xenoblade DLC expansion stories tend to improve upon a lot of the sort of weaker points of generally the game design of the previous games. And Xenoblade 3 had already improved on the game design of its predecessors by a lot. And the DLC expansion managed to find all these new things that they could somehow make even cooler or more enjoyable to play through. And I'm just... I'm it's so amazing. I'm in love with it so far. Uh the only thing is just I I've, I've really been struggling to find time to play it with all the other things I've been doing. But uh, maybe soon you'll find the time to make an 8000 word article about it. Yes, one of the, oh gosh. <laughs> I see the funny thing is though I I don't think I could write an article as long for Xenoblade 3 as I did Xenoblade 2 because Xenoblade 2 I have I have so much to talk about with both games, but the thing is, Xenoblade 2 is unique in the fact that, by all accounts, I should not have enjoyed that game. Like, there's so much wrong with it. Like, there's there's way more stuff right with it, but there's so much, like, it gives such a bad first impression, and does, it fumbles so many different things, whereas Xenoblade 3 is just a really damn good game. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is a really good game, that initially appears to be a pretty bad one. And in that sense, there's a lot more to talk about, I guess. Uh, I, hmm. I might very well make a review of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but I don't think it would be as long. But but then again, you know, who knows? At, at this point, it's way too early to say. Just be the complete contrast. Just have it be three words. I like it. Xenoblade Chronicles 3... <laughs> Wait, that's already three words. <laughs> the review's just Xenoblade Chronicles. That's why you, you know, you can get an extra word out of it. Oh, okay. Xenoblade Chronicles three, three good. <laughs> By calling it Threenoblade Chronicles, you get an extra word. Threenoblade. Threenoblade is good. <laughs> Rating nine, excellent. It is a game, so it is automatic. Yeah, a it's true. There aren't there are no bad games. A three. Um, Out of three, no blade. <laughs> yes. Oh. 
So the the other game I've been playing is uh, The Outer Wilds, which Ooh. I've been uh, oh, a friend been recommended so to long. me. What's that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. To it's get to that. I I I'd really had not heard anything about it, and a friend of mine was just saying, you know, hey, if you like, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, you might be interested in this game. And so I was like, okay, well, I I guess I'll give it a shot. They actually gifted it to me um, because they really thought I'd like it, and I really appreciate them for it. Um, and I played it. I, I still have not beaten it yet, much like most games that I tend to play. Uh, I ADHD sucks for finishing things. Yeah. Um. So, but it's just, and and it's so hard to describe because I like. I really don't want to describe too much about it, much like Xenoblade or any of these other games, just because it's an explorative game. Like, it's all about your playthrough is unique and different from basically anyone else that plays the game to some extent. And just the writing has is very whimsical and goofy and funny, uh, but also just kind of heartwarming. Uh, that's honestly... I would say a big part of the game is 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 intriguing, but also there's just this overall very kind of heartwarming feel to the game that that I really really like. And also, I was very impressed that it actually has uh, very very interesting and relatively accurate depictions of orbital mechanics and physics, which I was not expecting because it it kind of just plays. Oh gosh, there's one particular example I could I could go into that just made me go, "Oh wow, that's amazing attention to detail. I love that." Um because uh, apparently this game started out as just like a physics like a a physics sandbox and then the they developer got some funds to actually turn it into a, a real full game. It's really interesting. Uh so that, that's all I'll say about it for uh for for the time being. Sick. So Joe, what games have you been playing? Yeah, Joe, what games have you been playing in said recent times? I have purchased the video game Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. So have I. I have not played it yet, though. <laughs> Me too. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cold Podcast. If you like what you heard, please check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, where you can find, pretty soon, James's very long review of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Xenoblade Chronicles? Xenoblade. It doesn't rime. It doesn't Duoblade Chronicles. So you're, you're not going to talk about Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection? He probably hasn't played it I, yet either. <laughs> What do you, yeah, what do you mean? I, I've said everything about it that I can. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I can add something. It may be coming to the Game Cola YouTube channel at some point. The Game Cola YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net, where you can find video reviews and playthrough. Do we have reviews? We might. There's probably a review in there somewhere. Um, yeah, probably. Listen, how many vi- we have a we have so many videos on that you channel. Made, you made my short lived review series. Oh, yeah, there's, right. there's some reviews that's in right. there. Uh, and the playthroughs, uh, Super Mario Brothers Two, which was originally Doki Doki Panic, which was originally Super Mario Brothers Two, which was originally Doki Doki Panic, which was originally Super Mario Brothers Two, which was ori- originally not a game at all because it didn't exist. Yep, which was originally Super Um, Mario Brothers 1. You also got episodes of the podcast listed there, and you can like, and you can subscribe, and you can share with your friends, which is the best thing you can do for a podcast, because we do not have enough money to run ads on anything. 
Yeah, you can also join us on the Discord where you can tell us things and we will see it and you can have fun conversation with with us. Help us the choose Twitter. an arc. Yeah, you help us choose an arc for the for the <laughs> podcast now that the London arc is over. Um you can find links to the Discord on gamecola.net or you can find them on our Twitter profile which is just at gamecola on Twitter as long as Twitter still exists. Um, you can find us on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If you can rate this podcast, please rate it the maximum ability one can rate a podcast. And if you've listened this far, then I think you should rate it highly. I don't know if you would, if you were going to rate it negatively, I don't know how you would have made it this far. To be honest, it's a little strange. Uh, and you should maybe reevaluate your priorities in that case. Mm-hmm. But if you like the podcast, you don't need to reevaluate anything about your life. You're doing great. Uh, you can email if that's your, if that's the thing you like to do, podcast at gamecola.net. Um, I think that's it. I think that's everything. Jetty checks it. Jetty knows when it happens. Jetty's on it. Don't worry. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola podcast. Have a wonderful time of day it is, wherever it is, whenever it is you are listening to this podcast. And we will see you next month and next arc. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 I have purchased what? the Mega Man Battle Nerd. I, I had Man one Battle more game Network. I was going to talk about, Joe. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I thought you said. Okay, sorry. I thought you said this was. The also, oh. Joe, nobody asked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can ask myself. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, you no, did. No, I've I mean, I, I've I, mean, I can ask Trust myself. I've got a bit. I've got a bit. Don't worry. I got a bit. Don't worry about it. James, what's your last game? Okay. Well, I, I was going to list two, but one of them is only like tangential. I could talk about it in like the Discord. But anyway, 